Hi, welcome to Pod of the Valkyries. Um, I'm Amy Therese and with me today, my co-hosts Inez Stepman and Peachy Keenan. Hi ladies, how are you doing? Doing great. Pretty good. How are you? Awesome. Uh, so first on the docket today, uh, we're talking sex and politics. Inez, uh-huh. you found this one. Do you want to give it, give us an intro? Sure. Um, I mean, it's been bouncing around, but I think now we have global numbers on it. Uh, It appears that in virtually every first world country, there is a massive gap opening up uh, in the politics of uh, single women versus single men. Um, And because there are more single women and single men, uh, that gap is likely to widen. Um, We knew this already. Uh, I mean, at least... I don't know, six months, eight months, a year ago, um, I I wrote a piece about how the sexual politics gap is actually just a marriage gap. Um, If Mm. you look at basically uh, American politics, uh, basically so married men lean Republican, married women lean Republican, single men lean Republican, and single women are off the charts liberal. So basically all three of those groups the everyone married of both sexes and then um single men they they lean republican i'm talking i mean it's a divided country they they you're talking anywhere from like between like 52 and i think the highest was like 56 or 7 percent republican right so you're still talking about a, a lot of people on the other side but then if when you looked at single women it's like leans close to 70 percent democrat um, yeah, so I always we already used to talk you. about this as like women have a tendency and like I know I'm a bit of a unicorn in this regard because I'm like on the right and I'm not married but like I think women have a tendency to just like sort of follow the politics of like the most influential generally men in their lives and because they're not getting married but they've long since moved out of like dad's house or whatever that's why you have all this like media activism crap taking the lead for them where they just effectively get married to like the social justice activist propaganda in effect yeah that's a great point i think it, it definitely is the absence of men in their lives who are, you know, not afraid to like say how they think. I mean, you guys know my story. I was like a basic kind of like shallow half-baked, you know, pro-choice feminist. And I met my husband who was the first conservative, like really I'd ever met. who was my age. And like within a few weeks, <laughs> you know, we were like dating and I was like, agreed with what it, things he said. I was like, wow, I've never thought about that that way. I mean, it's really true. You know, it really happens. You just need yeah, to find a, yeah, to- a toxic male. Yeah, well, no, it's just like women have a tendency to sort of like think about things from different angles only once it's sort of presented to them by someone that they admire as opposed to people they don't like. So like because you like him, you're capable of like hearing that, that, that perspective and then you also sort of want to align yourself with it, I find, like when you're in a relationship anyway. So it's just like automatic. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely observed that tendency too. I've also seen it go the other way, by the way, where women had more conservative instincts, and then if the guy that they're dating or marry, you know, is liberal, they tend to shift closer to where oh, no. the guy is over time. Um, that's obviously, that's that, according to the statistics, that's not more common, right? Mm. Um, mm. But I, I think the point is the tendency you're talking about, Amy. I, I think it's probably regardless of politics in a certain way, like. Uh, what I think women do are probably more likely if they're in love with a man to shift their politics. Not all women, obviously. No, I, no, but I even like, fully noticed doing it like yeah. a few years ago. Like I would just like tease this guy who was dating because he was like center right and I at the time was like center left. And I'd just like pretend to be woke and say all this like stupid woke stuff just to get on his nerves and then we'd like fight and it was funny. But it was all like completely fake and I was just doing it to get under his skin. Um, well, so I'm curious what you ladies think about this, because the part of this trend, I guess I would be less worried about this trend because of the feature we're both, we're all talking about where I feel like if all the guys were super right wing and all the girls, uh, were 
super left-wing that actually we as right-wingers would win that fight because the yeah. girls would fall in I love agree. with the guys and it kind would of perfect. Like, average, the polarizing, yeah. like it'll have to like the the more polarized I think it gets it's like the more masculine and feminine the like archetypes are in some sense like I think it sort of will be okay maybe hopefully so so my the the black pill side of my brain says it will be not as okay because okay. there's fewer opportunities for them to actually meet. And I feel like that alchemical process that you're talking about, Amy, with you just really like the guy, it has to be in person. And so, so many women yeah, are definitely. screening aggressively on these apps. And yeah, men, of course, can lie on the apps and they do, but like there will be a lot of women who aggressively screen or exit yeah. adding with a guy as soon as he shows any tendencies of being right wing and they won't be putting themselves oh in the situation to fall in love with the right wing Chad and then change their views is what I'm worried about. And the other thing is like, I would not recommend, for example, for my sons to go out there and find some like, you know, far left wing chicks and try to waste their time. Like, you know, yeah, no wooing them. I, I wouldn't want them to be in those. Roles. I can fix her. Like, no, thanks. Yeah. I mean, there's like, I guess, you know, it's case by case, but there are some girls that like, yeah, you do not want to like, even, you know, that can't be fixed. And then yeah, there are I think that's just... sort of like implicit liberal, which is basically like the default setting for young women. That's sort of fine. But if she's like a fully automated luxury communist or an anarchist or any of that, like, I don't know. I, I don't really trust those people at all. I'd want to stay away from the them. Other, the other problem is, like, to the extent this doesn't happen, this transformation in mm. meeting men doesn't happen, I mean, we have to deal with the fact that single women are an incredibly powerful political force. Yeah, they, they're the worst. And especially, they're actually, the after that that period, it's fine. Like, if you're talking about 25-year-olds, like, they're, they're, they're probably not very baked in in their beliefs, but by the time you're talking about 40-year-old yeah, single women, um, they have like that aggressive psychological need to double down and double down and double down. Um, yeah, they're the worst people on earth. Very unhappy. <laughs> um, but they have a huge amount of power, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Like they run our HR bureaucracies. They they run half the federal yeah, government. They need to be stopped. The longhouse, it's the longhouse yeah. election 2024. Definitely. It's like the women, the woman versus man election. That's how can we like, get them back on benzos. Can we get the ladies back? On <laughs> I don't benzos? think that will help them. I don't know what will help them. We'll do something uh, else. That'll help us. <laughs> I just want them to be a bit less energetic. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that that this divide, you know, is sort of feeding the fear that like exploded this week of like MAGA trying to go to, you know, have waging a holy war against Taylor Swift. Not to talk about Taylor Swift. We should keep this a Taylor Swift free zone a little bit, but I mean, they're, I, I think they're right to be scared. They're the power of not just like quote Swifties, but just like, you know, that, that huge voting block is extremely powerful and they are basically voting and, and, and doing things and behaving in lockstep with each other. I mean, that's, if you can harness that and the Democrats have, I mean, you're sort of, you don't even need like new immigrants. Like you're, you're, you're good, but there's these girls. What's the, is the um the guy that she's dating? Is he like how can football players be in favor of the Democrats? Like is he surely he could well, he's, be a Democrat? I mean, yeah, he's like you know all American, good old boy, whatever. Yeah. So you would he's he's sort of like he's coded right wing. Obviously, all mm. big, big big white hunky football players are. Tom Brady is on the right, but here's the thing about. Travis Kelsey is that he wants to be famous. So he has yeah, like agents and CAA. Yeah. Yeah, He's trying to be like the, he wants to be like the rock, like doing movies, you know what I mean? So he has to kind of be a shit lib to kind of play in that world. Yeah. And then his Pfizer sponsorship, obviously, you know, uh, kind of like, you know, he, now he's, he's literally like, he's, he's, he's tagged with the Mark of Cain, but the thing yeah, is, he's not the brightest, he's not the brightest guy, like not the brightest crayon in the, uh, yeah, obviously he's a football yeah, player. Yeah. I mean, she's like punching down. I, I think she's a really smart girl. And I think that, you know, she likes him for obvious reasons, but I don't think his brains are why she, <laughs> she likes him, but that's okay. But yeah, I mean, I think he's probably willing to just kind of go along with whatever he has to go along with to become like a huge mainstream Hollywood kind of celeb.
Yeah, it's really frustrating. There was a time there where like you could just sort of um, be to an extent apolitical. I really dislike the politicization of like pop culture to the extent that, that it's happening. Yeah, it sucks. It's so annoying. It's it, it kills your enjoyment of something and it limits your audience if you're the entertainer. Not everything but has to be political. Like, why can't you just have sports be sports? Like, I mean, the I NFL blame Colin Kaepernick. This. I blame Colin Kaepernick for this. Oh yeah, it's, it's, the NFL, it's also the. I mean, it's the organization itself. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, I, mean, I don't know much about this. To to be clear, I'm I'm neither a Swifty nor a like football watcher. <laughs> I, uh, I bring, I, I uh, used to, it's cause I used to go to the Super Bowl or whatever every year, like with friends. And I used to be sort of infamous in my friend group for just bringing fashion magazines, like a stack of fashion magazines. <laughs> it's when I, I read like a year's worth of Vogue when people are watching the Super Bowl. Awesome. <laughs> so I'm like really not, uh, I'm not equipped to camp, but, but, I will say that I agree that the fun out of everything is, is like sucked out. Um, and then there's kind of the cycle where you get the hyper politicized leftist stuff and then you get the, like the answer to it, um, which is necessary in some sense, but like equally lame. And then just the whole quality of everything, uh, collapses. (laughs) I mean, the NFL. Like my whole with timeline that. right now is just Taylor Swift, and I don't care about Taylor Swift. Right. Just I know, mute yeah. her name. Mute Taylor. Yeah, Swift. mute it. It's time to mute the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, but like you said, these corporations chose this. I mean, the NFL came up with that. Came up with that ad in like 2020 or 2021. Football is gay, and like the rainbow logo, and the That's whole nice. ad is like football is gay, football is queer, football is <sighs> lesbian, football is trans. Like all the text. You know where this ad. started? It started when they made them wear pink pink uh jerseys for women's breast cancer and oh it was like look at these big football players and they're wearing bright pink no one uh, wants to see I'm this i'm pretty sure that's where it started man uh i don't want football to be gay like can one thing not be gay no you can't no everything has to be gay <laughs> everything has to be for women yeah there's a trans um afl player here and he just looks like a big burly dude i mean sorry <laughs> quote unquote she it's like a big early dude with long hair. And I'm like, this is a joke. Like, why are we even pretending that's a woman? That's just a dude. Like, Is this the one I just saw a video of like some giant soccer player tackling a girl? Is that who you're talking about? I don't know if you're talking about football or like soccer. Aussie rules. It's Aussie rules football. So it's like kind of like. Uh, is it American style football? Not exactly. We don't do the gridiron stuff. Okay. Um, but it's not soccer. Okay. No, it's not soccer. No, no, it's football. Okay. Yeah, we call soccer soccer. <laughs> you do? Okay. Yeah, Got yeah. It. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. I think Australia they call soccer not- football in, like, the UK. Right, yeah. I, I do think the – so I understand what people say, and, and I agree that women's sports, when it comes to this – false idea of switching sex is not the most important thing because like ultimately it's much more important the fact that first of all that they're they're putting uh you know men into situations where women are actually like vulnerable to being raped and stuff is is worse um but then also because we said sex is unimportant for so many other things in life like you know how you build a family and how you build a career so what's so special about the 200 meter butterfly but i do think there's something really agree like if they can make you look at a six five dude with huge muscles with long hair and be like she you know they they know they they can make you do anything at that point oh yeah it's all over it that Very way. Heuristic like, or- to call that thing is she yeah that's the whole thing's ridiculous i also think there's something really like um culturally toxic in trying to make us um, be okay with, like, fully grown men, like, beating women up or, like, playing, like, you know, tackling, like, sports tackling, like, that sort of thing. It's like, this is a man and he's, like, physically assaulting a woman. Why are we supposed to sit here and be okay with that? Like, I'm that shouldn't be something that we're all okay with. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not okay. Like No, you're completely right, and it's because they have no justification for why it's bad for a man to hit a woman if they think that men and women are interchangeable. Like, is it bad for, for example, for two gay guys to get into a fight, like, just because they're dating each other? 
I mean, it's not to me, it's not like, you know, I I don't know if they do that, but it's not the same thing. Like the entire premise of the reason that we're horrified by a man beating up a woman is because it's lopsided. Like his physical prowess is so much bigger than hers that it's dangerous and dishonorable. That sounds transphobic, you know, okay? (laughs) Well, but that's the problem. It is like, like, they have no more basis under Making which, like, no logical generalization. basis under which it's not okay. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I think it's really, like, you should not, I think, like, if you can get normal straight men to sit there and be okay with that, like, we're done for. Like, if that, if, like, men's protective instinct has been so thoroughly neutered that they'll just sit there and watch, like, you know, Fallon Fox, like, beat the shit out of a woman. Like, stuff like that is just sick. As far as I'm concerned. Oh no, yeah, you're you're right, and they're doing it in the like the Daniel Penny context too, right? It's so emasculating to have to sit there as a man in like um, in New York City, for example, like, and I, it's a totally rational thing to yeah. say I can't intervene now because the the whole system is going to come down on me um, and punish me like I'm it. the bad guy. But it's such an emasculating thing yeah. to let somebody scream in your face or like get physical with women around you like that yeah. is an emasculating thing totally because yeah and the other thing is because I'm a bit of a hot not really hothead but I have like tiger mom instincts like if anyone's like being a bully like even on public transport I'm just like no that's not on. like I'll put myself like I'll put myself in the middle of dumb situations if I'm there I don't know I just it's very like bad habit but just like, I don't know, if someone's bullying, I'll just be like, knock it off, like that sort of thing. I'd, so I can't even imagine like how much more that's like, like having to s- sort of quiet that instinct, like if you're actually a guy, because I'm like a five two girl and I still have that instinct, you know, like, so I can't even imagine how much stronger it is in actual men. In the old day, they would just have men who would kind of, you know, kind of quietly enforce things like this. If there was a guy in the town who was bothering girls, you know, picking fights or looking up their dress or whatever it was, the men would like take them outside, take them down to the river and like kick the kick the you know what out of him. And he would stop doing it. It would be enforced. And there's just no more enforcement. There's no more guidelines. Everything is tolerated. Every single behavior, craziest behavior. Yeah, when I was growing up, there was this, like, retarded guy who um, he would always hang around, like, the swimming pool where we would do our swimming lessons at my brother's, like, private school. They had, like, an indoor swimming pool. And this guy called Matty with some kind of intellectual disability or, like, he'd had a car accident or something, whatever. So he wasn't all there. But, like, Something about this guy just gave me like the the like I just like this guy's a fucking creep. Why is he always lurking around at like our swimming lessons? Can he just fuck off already? Like I don't know. I just couldn't stand it. And for some reason, like over the course of years, like this guy Maddie would always just be hanging around. And I swear to God, I truly think it was because he was retarded. Everyone just let him be a total pervert. And it's just like, are you people like are you that concerned about like? not insulting the intellectually disabled guy that you're okay with him like and often he would even have like a camera and stuff i'm just like this is so inappropriate like amy's saying is she wants she wants she wants more retards beaten up okay that's amy's position on this yes i think that they're like it's fine to be retarded we have this idea of of intellectually disabled people that they don't have like human instincts and they're so horny horny (laughs) i mean yeah i mean that person should have been you know politely and very lovingly escorted to like the rec room or some other place if he's making girls uncomfortable that's just common sense i mean any any man of any kind staring at little girls in bathing suits, I would not let my little girl, you know, be stared at. And you know, I mean, I've, no I've been in that situation. Talking, so I did in the end. I just tapped his hand and his um, camera fell in the pool. It was a plastic disposable camera. <sighs> he was taking pictures of you guys? <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. He had this oh, disposable no. camera and I was like, I oh, have it. Oh, no. And I yeah, just like bang yeah. it off as I Amy, by. you're on some like website somewhere. Childhood child uh Amy the child is on some weird web shady it's website. Okay. I was very famous. Who cares? Whatever. Oh my gosh. Nothing to yeah, say. Yeah, we have 
we have no more, we've lost the ability to to do anything about any behavior in public. People, A, don't know how to behave in public anymore. And we also have streets filled with psychotics and felons and no one, there's no police around and you're on your own and you're not allowed to do anything. So that's why we have this like incredible, you know, kind of rash of people just getting beaten up by random people all the time. I mean, I see so many videos and I'm like, oh gosh. Dude, guys, they, oh, sorry for misgendering you. Uh, <laughs> How dare there, you? There's a, there's a migrant um, facility like three blocks away from me. Oh boy! And uh, the entire half of the park near that—that's our neighborhood park—is just taken over by packs of men from Africa and yeah. the Middle East. Um, they're all like between eighteen and twenty-five. Yeah. They hang out in packs, and it's it's the, something is going to happen there. Like you you heard it here first. I mean something something bad is going to happen there um, eventually because these guys have no idea what Western norms are vis a vis women. The only thing I can compare it to is like East Jerusalem. It's under control of the Arabs. Like it's mm-hmm. you know it, it's it's very uncomfortable to walk by there like. That's you're because so you're racist. Yeah, you're gonna be the one who gets in trouble. Why are you being such a white supremacist? Yeah, so I got I've been getting in trouble um by you know open borders Catholics have been looking at some of oh, my no. my you know immigration tweets and I'm saying, you know, basically let's close the border. It's not really a controversial position right now. And it's like, how dare you? You are disparaging your fellow Catholics. You're, you know, how racist. Just bad. What I, what I want to say is, would you, right, exactly. Would you want, would you send your 17-year-old, 15-year-old daughter at night down there to walk around? And if not, why not? Really? And I mean, they just cannot, like, face the reality of, you know, thousands and thousands of young men from countries that like you said Inez do not have any idea how we treat women in this country and I guess the way we treat women in this country right now is horrible by having all these men I think it's just like pretty grandiose moral narcissism where they really enjoy the idea of themselves as these like benevolent helpers and like when you (laughs) try to institute any kind of limits or borders or anything that involves like actually being a fucking adult instead of just like this ridiculous like you know enabler um they can't handle it and they attack you because they've been so thoroughly indoctrinated to like seeing um brown people or immigrants as like um people to whom you always give deference that like they'll then attack you peachy or whoever is saying like we need limits we need boundaries like this they're just totally incapable of thinking like like adults on this sort of thing i think yeah i mean the the current migrant crisis and i I think it was genius to send them i mean i i hate that they're three blocks for me but uh it was genius to send them to you know martha's vineyard and new york and i know peachy you on twitter you you gave a a list of neighborhoods in la that could yeah use more migrants and i think that was totally the right call um but it does feel really different in the last few years, not only because they're showing up in these blue cities, um, but because the, the like the who is coming across the border has changed so much. Because um, I mean, look, yeah, there, there was this problem in America. Asians and Africans that have like actually yeah, taken like, a whole bunch of multi like layered um, modes of transport to get to Mexico to then attempt to walk across the exactly. border. Exactly. Yeah. So people are coming from all over the world now where look, the mass wave of, of, you know, Mexican and Latin American immigration into the United States had a whole host of problems, um, just because it's so many people coming and, uh, they were able to, to keep in contact with their families and stuff across the border. So they really, they assimilated in a more slow way than past waves of immigrants i think partially because of that and they obviously look you know they're right there's a, there's a list as long as my arm of, of problems the right has been pointing out with mass sort of mexican and latin american immigration to the united states all of that like just kind of bracket that and put it to the side at the end of the day in a more controlled way like these people were not 
a huge problem, right? They did come here to work for the most part. Yes, there's like a lot of gang activity directly across the border. I think it's very similar to actually the way the Italians came over, where 99% of them were uh, coming over to, you know, to work hard um, for their families and live in, you know, sometimes multi-generational households with like a lot of um, poverty, but like fundamentally came here to work, uh, which has problems for American workers. Don't get me wrong. So anyway, I'm not saying like this is this is uh, without its consequences. <laughs> but it's totally different mm-hmm. um, when you have people who are that different culturally. Like the distance between, you know, your Mexican laborer and your average American farmer is less um, culturally. Like there is a big cultural gap but yeah. not an insurmountable one in the way like you have people from, you know, North Africa, like, and from the Middle East, from Syria um, leave. And then of course there's also the possibility of have terrorism, um, but they're so foreign to the, the culture. It's not just a matter of language. It really they're is not, like, they're not totally detained. different part of the globe, you know? It's crazy to me that they're not detained while their applications are being considered. Like, I know that I my country's like, you know, we get a lot of grief for this from different people or whatever, but, like, we you can't come here illegally and ever become Australian, and you certainly can't come here illegally and, like, walk around. If, like, you'll get intercepted by our navy and then they'll like um drag your boats back to like indonesia or whatever like we're horrible and if you if you like if we can't drag your boat back to international waters we'll lock you up on like a a tropical prison camp until you find somewhere else to fuck off to because you're never coming to australia (laughs) that's like literally i didn't didn't know australia was that strict is that true? Yeah, but the problem is we're importing like tons of pajits like legally now. We had like the highest Indian immigration on like record this year. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm worried about whatever. Anyway, okay. I'm just going to be quiet before I say anything that will get I mean, it's nice that you're on an island. I mean, I guess that's just very helpful at this point. I kind of wish we kind of were an island, except, whoops, we have a... There's that whole Central America, South America attached. So it's literally a choice, though. Like you can just choose to say, like, re- like no, you can remain in Mexico. You can fuck off. Like, and also the other problem I think that's ridiculous is that you'll the way it works in right now is that they'll come in and then they get these phones by which they can be communicated with, like oh, it's, to it's tell them about their oh, court date, which is like literally years away. They're, they're literally, sometimes, by the way, it's like five or 10 years away, the court Wait, date. That's batshit crazy to me. Like, why are they around here in like, the interior of the U.S.? And like. Nutty. No, and they get hotel rooms and food. And. Yeah, like, that's I, a joke. It's, it's actually incredible. I mean, so apparently people on the border are saying Roosevelt Hotel, Roosevelt Hotel, because that's where New York uh, City is putting them all up. I sort of think um, asylum's like fake and gay. You're supposed to go to the nearest country. Like you can't get on three different modes of transport from one continent to another and then claim asylum. That's not how the system, that's not what it's for. You're supposed to go to the first safe country. And also most of these people are not being persecuted. They just want a better life, which is fine. But like take the regular route. You don't get to pretend to be fleeing like some war-torn bullshit when you just want like when you're an economic migrant. I mean, people, people are like, uh, I've seen, you know, the left making fun of the phrase military age males, but it's completely relevant in this but context. The fact that they are like, yeah, you should no, no, like Poland took in, Poland took in an absurd number of, um, refugees from, from the Ukrainian war. Right. So at one point at the high point, it was one in 20 people in Poland. Um, I have family there and, uh, but like it was one in 20 people in Poland who was a Ukrainian refugee. Right. But they were grandmothers and women and children because the men were staying to fight. They weren't packs of young men who were going to rape young women. Like these guys are not, if, if the idea is that they're fleeing war torn countries as, as, as like asylum seekers, it's kind of weird because they're all of the age that ought to be fighting. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it's completely relevant to say that there are a bunch of military age males, people 
pretend that that's some kind of like paranoia thing, but it's completely relevant because the, the laws, quote unquote, if you can even call them laws, that these people are coming under, they're saying they're claiming asylum from essentially war. It's also the most criminogenic age as well. Like that's literally the age where criminals are at their most criminal. Yeah, well, there's a reason that when you have bunches of, of refugees, there's a reason like in every movie you've ever seen of any war and in real life too, you have these trains of women and children and old people, mm. right? And that's not what's happening at all. Yeah, they're obviously lying. They're from other countries nearby, wherever they say they're from. I mean, is it obvious that this is just all part of like the big, you know, Soros funded NGOs and the giant global organizations? They want to they want to end America. They want to end whatever yeah. we have here as America. And Elon Musk said something in some space recently or tweeted it that I was like shocked. I didn't know this statistic. Only four percent of the earth is Americans. So um, we we punch way above our weight. Number one, wow, we're only four percent of the world's population. But his other point was that we can, you know, not that many Americans. It can so easily be you can so easily be overrun and overpowered. Mm -hmm. And like in a couple of years, like at what number? And this is the argument I like to make to the the open borders people, the open borders Catholics who come after me. Okay, I have a number how much illegal immigration that I'm willing to tolerate. My number is zero. Do you, do you have a number? What is your number per year? A million, 2 million, 10 million, a hundred million, a billion? I believe in this. Wait, if you have asking all the indigenous people, I did this years ago. They don't, they're unwilling. They don't, they won't set a limit on anything. Right. Because if you have a number, you're as racist as me. Anyone who has a limit, well, that are you a racist too? But that's why I guess you're right. That's why they can't say there's a limit because the number one fear we know this they they cannot be even near the you know the idea of someone might think they don't like you know brown people or foreign people or whatever but and until we nothing can... to do with that regardless of anything i'm sorry of course not. Like, of course not. how is it that you're benefiting the countries from which these people are fleeing you're not benefiting those countries by having like massive brain drain underdevelopment of their economies and then also the weakening of your own country by having it be flooded like none of this actually benefits anybody it's ridiculous well that all person they think there's something they think there's something valuable about america but they tell us every day that they don't right yeah, that's the other like thing they, really they tell good. us every day that they see no value in preserving what america is um even like if you get away from the, the demographic issue and about the immigration issue, they tell you that America's a horrible, racist, sexist racist country with a terrible past and we should tear down every statue uh, that we've ever put up of anyone that we've ever seen as admirable. Um, so we shouldn't be surprised that people who don't see anything valuable to conserve about their own country, you know, they, they there's a part of the left, I think, that sees this. You know, there's a part of the left that sees us as cynical, obviously, and they 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 want free votes essentially. Um, but there's a part of the left that sees us as some kind of like cosmic justice, right? The yeah, US has only the left are true believers, delusional retards. Like they think that they're being like heroes by being they, they think that, like the only way that America and the West more broadly has succeeded is by stepping on every other people on the globe, and therefore, like we owe them. We owe them to come back and take our stuff and ruin our societies because we only built these societies. That's the implication. We only built these societies through colonialism or whatever else. And like we illegitimately punch, Peachy said we're 4%. We, the fact that we punch above our weight is illegitimate because the, the baseline of the world is that everyone would have exactly the same amount of stuff and exactly the same life and exactly the same culture. And if, yeah. if that's not true, then it must be that Americans basically made that extra like punching ability above their weight, they did it by stepping on everyone else. And therefore it's justice for us to be brought down. That I mean, that's that, right. They, it's totally full on Maoism. Like I'm not joking when I like talk about this, like all the identity politics stuff, as well as like the third world fetishism, like this is literally <laughs> just Maoism. Like it's literally like fetishizing the quote unquote global South. And there's like, Oh, the liberation is global politics. south. Yeah, what it is. It's. I mean, do you want also? I got in these big fights on the Bernie, like with the Bernie campaign people, because 
what they were doing is like printing up these articles about how Bernie should talk on the debate stage about um, all the transfers he's going to be making, all the climate change, um, like monetary transfers he's going to be making to countries in the global south. I'm like, are you people smoking crack? Like, who the fuck is going to vote for the guy who's saying, I'm going to, I'm going to export tons and tons of your money to the third world, like for an imaginary problem like climate change, like. I don't care if you want to do this, fine, whatever. Can you bury it in a policy document and just shut up about it? And these were like they, these people are batshit crazy. Like they do believe their own bullshit. Well, That's the other I mean, thing. Like, isn't the real. goal? Isn't the goal? You know, uh, the, I mean, the United States is like something like sixty or so, fifty-nine, fifty-eight percent white, quote unquote, white people. And yeah, the they want to turn you all into mongrels. Right, into and you're not allowed. Well, you want it? They want to make them a minority. Out of yeah, I, honestly, it's rep, it's reparations. They and I know bring, you're not allowed to breathe the white out of you. Yeah, they're not allowed to talk <laughs> well, about you know white genocide. You're right? not allowed parallel. to talk about that. But it is happening, and they can say, "Well, it's not it's not happening, but it's good that it is." I mean, it's just classic because that actually it really is happening. I, I think and the only thing a is specific definition. It, the only the only difference between us and them is how do you feel about that? If you're upset about that, you're a bad no, person. You have to celebrate if you're, it because if, if you like it, you're a good person. Yeah, yeah. As long as you like think it's fabulous that like your people are going to be replaced. Are you happy that. watching your country yeah. commit suicide? Yeah. Like if that's okay yeah, with exactly. you, then you are a good person. You're going to heaven. No, it's it's actually I I I think it's kind of one step worse than being happy to watch your. So there are sort of the autistic libertarian types who just think that attachment to country or people is illegitimate, right? Like that it's illegitimate to to privilege the life of your fellow American over the life of yeah, someone halfway around the world. But but I, I think actually the left is beyond that. They actively think that this this civilization from which they come is bad and needs to be punished they're actively and it's trying why to a bunch of people do yeah, support yeah. like what you're saying amy's shipping all the money across like um you know paying even when it comes out of their pockets they're happy to do it they literally they want to like decrease the tenant. standard of living in america in order to apparently increase the standard of living elsewhere this is how they think yeah well they think it's that the standard of living we have in america is essentially stolen just like yeah. they think the land yeah. is stolen they don't they don't believe in conquest uh, well, I should say specifically, they don't believe that there's any legitimate war that any like Western civilization has ever won, right? Because they, they certainly believe in anything. that it, like, it's legitimate just, for for yeah, like Islamic conquering of the Middle East. That's legitimate. Yeah, all they care all they care about is friend and enemy. That's literally that simple. Like they don't have principles; they have a team, and then they have enemies. That's all it is. Like they don't. It's not that they have this like underlying moral principle that they apply across you know uh, that they apply consistently in the way that like we traditionally would have thought of morality no they have like the principle they have is that they stick by their team they hate white people um they want to replace white people and breed them out and destroy anything that like western civilization is actually good at um and just make the first world much more like the third world and populate it with third world people yeah, they, they, yeah so I mean, it's actually that simplistic sometimes. It's like, <laughs> I, I don't know if you've seen the um, the family guy it, it became a meme, but there's the, the thing where um, they're making it's post 9-11 cartoon and they're talking the, about the where. Tones? Yeah. So like they're just holding up to to decide whether like you can get on the plane or not. And it's all the white tones of skin or like the Caucasian tones of skin. Um, or say okay, and all the darker ones say not okay. It's right. literally just the reverse of that for some of these people. Yep. And by the way, that that is like why I I think I'll, sometimes the people on our side get or have have had some really dumb takes about Israel and Palestine because the idea that these people see anything other on the left. Like everything they say about Israel, they believe about the United States, that it's a colonialist power, yeah. that it illegitimately is like stepping on brown people to get where it was and, and is on stolen land. They they believe all of everything they say about Israel, they believe about the United States. And it's particularly yeah. funny, actually, because if I could name two countries with a very ambivalent and weird relationship to colonialism, which by the way, is just a particular form of conquest that has been going on for all of humanity. 
it's Israel and, and America yep. for different reasons. Like America, because we were a former colony and Israel, because it was founded in, in the 20th century, right. Where we already felt ambivalent about these things. And so like, there were a lot of purchases that went into the, like it, it was trying they to bought you know, a bunch of the like, land. That's what I didn't know. until I started doing a bunch of reading with this most recent war. And like, I, the, these people don't know anything. They don't understand any of the history. They don't know anything. They literally say that, like, Israel is, like, um, preventing the establishment of a Palestinian state. I'm like, the fucking Palestinians don't want a state. They want to, they want to genocide. Sorry, okay. I'm, they want to <laughs> annihilate Israel. They don't want an actual fucking state. That's why they've rejected it a billion times. Like, that's not what's going on here. Can you grow up? Sorry. Okay, I'm done. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, that's it's, obvious. It's they, they say that, you know, we're the ones who don't believe them. They say that over yeah, and over Yeah, they're so blatant, and they, yet these retarded leftists, like, pretend <laughs> that actually they're just yearning to, like, administer a country. No, they're not. They're literally not. They don't want responsibility. They want to blow up. <laughs> they want to blow up. Anyway, okay, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's also just, like, Again, and they apply this way beyond Israel, they apply it to America, they apply it to the whole West, it's drawing lines through what is essentially the, the co human constant of different peoples moving over land, right? Mm -hmm. Through conquest, through empire, right? Um, and, and national borders shifting. And they, they draw the lines, like you were saying about friend and enemy, they draw the lines so that it's unjust when their enemies... Yeah, you know, engage in any type of war, yeah, um, even to defend themselves. And yeah. it's just like somehow the entire Arab Muslim conquest, right? That their religion is a religion of conquest. Like that's what it is. They conquered. I mean, they were very successful at a certain point. You say the religion of jihad. Are you saying the religion of jihad isn't a religion? Yeah. <laughs> they conquered what what are what were Christian lands in the Middle East. Right, Constantinople they destroyed Lebanon like in the 20th century. Somehow that's legitimate, but winning six or seven wars Correct. in a row yes. on Israel's part is illegitimate yes. when they actually started out buying the land. It's just, it's, it's, yes, it like is America's, America's being a war, America's doing warmongering by, um, by, uh, you know, do, uh, attacking the Houthis who are literally fucking up shipping in the Suez Canal, like by by responding and defending a global shipping, <laughs> global shipping. They just channel. <laughs> I, I literally, the entire left was wetting the bed, taking the side of the Houthis who were um, blowing up and. Um, commandeering like the Houthi pirates who were yeah. taking over ships, bombing ships. Osama bin Laden sounded reasonable. Their one principle, as you say, as you said, Amy, is who their enemies are, and the yes, U.S. is their enemy, Israel is their enemy, the way down. Any Western yeah. first world country is their enemy, especially the higher percentage of people yeah, whoever in that hates country America, that are white. Whoever hates the United States and is attacking against them, that's who they side with, especially like the brown or the better. There's an amazing they statistic. They literally side with Osama bin Laden. They're like, wow, that guy yeah. made a lot of good points. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know how There's to be clearer than that. They're right. so dumb. That's the other thing I do find fascinating, like, and in terms of just how, like, socially retarded leftists are on some, like, primal level. They're still good at politics because they're, like, they act like bugs and just, like, swarm and do all these friend-enemy stuff. But, like, in terms of, like, their psychology is so fucking infantile that, like... <laughs> They'll say, like, for instance, like the Houthis or Osama bin Laden or whatever will just do this propaganda shit to make it sound like so they'll just give these noble bullshit reasons for why they're blowing up certain things. And these dumbasses, like, actually take them seriously. Like, I'm sorry, I'm half Lebanese, so I can say it, but like, you, you shouldn't be believing like Arabs brown when they say stuff. Like, I'm not brown at all, whatever. But, <laughs> I'm sorry, Maronites are not like Maronites are not Arabs. I I just, I'm, I'm gonna die on that hill. But anyway, um, the, you shouldn't believe like shady Arabs who are just fucking lying to you. Like it's so silly that they believe whatever noble, whatever noble bullshit is being spun over the top of something. And these dumb leftists in the West just like buy the whole thing, and it's just like 
they're not doing that for that reason, you idiot. Like, why are you taking that part seriously? It's so ridiculous. Like, I, yeah. The, okay, just the, the one. Enemy, the enemy, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Okay, just yes, one little note it. on this. Um, the statistic came out today that uh, last September there were 350, three three hundred thousand, three hundred and five thousand births, baby babies born in the United States, and that same month there was. 341,000 illegal immigrants. And so in other words, every, and, and I think I saw something today, Elon Musk posted like in December, the same thing. In other words, the amount of number of births we have per month is now being dwarfed by the number yeah. of, of immigrants coming in. So, I, I mean, found, I found an old um, UN uh, study from 2000 and it was literally testing global uh, replacement migration flows and it said that um the united states uk australia like our type of countries the way they're basically gonna have to jack up migration flows like through the roof in order to replace the population as it gets older although because we're not having enough children Right, but don't call it a great replacement. Yeah, no, don't do that. That's a good. But you do need to be. We do need to replace you, but it's not a great replacement. Okay, not Get it straight. Good. That it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so when you see that, that Obama called it the coalition of the ascendant. Yes. Oh, that's demographics so are, are destiny. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The right. No, I do yeah. think that's stronger than the reality in some way because, like. I mean, you look at the, for example, the Hispanic voting patterns yeah, in the United States, they're malleable. Split, you know, yeah. people people are more, it's not destiny. It's just correlated with destiny. It's sort of destiny to an extent in terms of certain populations, though. I, I just don't know how strong, like, destiny actually is. Yeah, right? destiny uh, is not the right word, a very strong like, word yeah. for that. But it definitely, it definitely casts your politics on a certain trajectory that maybe can be altered by people's shifting allegiances or whatever. Um, but it certainly has an influence. But but my point is that, like, the Democrats came up with demographics or destiny. They repeated yes, that's it. That's why they're so all mad. Over, they're right. they're just, that, that Republicans, that they were always going to win and Republicans were always going to lose. They were happy to say it. But if, if the right said we're being replaced, which is literally the same thing. Yeah. It was a horrific conspiracy, racist conspiracy theory. Well, it's because they know they're guilty. You That's why they have to make it unsafe. I remember it. I am old enough to remember when the Democrats went all over MSNBC yeah. and said demographics is our destiny. Yeah, 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 fully. Exactly. Um, do you guys want to before we we wrap it up? Do you want to talk about the the Brian Johnson thing? I feel like we've hit everything else on our docket. It was actually very smooth. It. All those other transitions were were very smooth. Our okay. technological um, Taliban, <laughs> technological <laughs> Taliban, year zero. <laughs> yeah. So Brian Johnson, just to catch people up, if you haven't seen this video, uh, the guy who says that he's the tech billionaire who says he's never going to die, or he's trying not to die and doing all this weird stuff, including injecting Botox into his penis. Is, this, so, is, this, is this the guy at Soul Bra? Is that, is that his yeah. name? Well, no, okay. no, 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 no. This Moon is Bra. Moon Bra, Moon bra right, <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. Can't keep track of these bras. Um, <laughs> a lot of bras. <laughs> the proliferating bras. Um, <laughs> No, so this guy uh, is Silicon Valley. I think he's a billionaire. If not, he's a many hundreds millionaire. Um, and his big project Bionic has been <laughs> surviving on weird supplements instead of food and injecting his penis with Botox to try to like reverse aging. Um, but he also put forward a political uh, statement the other day and the clip went a little bit viral of him basically saying we need a generation zero who has no preconception. He said, Oh, he specifically said multicultural multinational. So maybe that's the tie in here. Um, generation zero, it has no ties to any human civilization or commitments, any like uh, premises from any uh, past human civilization. I'm, I'm butchering it a little bit, but that, that was the essence of it. Um, and we need, we need year zero basically is what is, is, uh, is what huh. he was saying. 
He'll yeah, that shit. I don't know how he's yeah. going to do his technology if we're not <laughs> um, building on, like, the science is literally <sighs> the biggest example of, like, building on the oh, knowledge man. of your forefathers. Like, just, I'm sorry, I can't stand that shit. It, like, feeds straight into this, like, transhumanist, like, horrible sicko shit. Sorry, no. Not interesting. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't want to like date a guy like this. Like, it sounds like a lot. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's a he's extra. You know, like part one of the anti aging things is injecting himself with his son's plasma. Right, that's nice. Can we rescue that boy? I mean, I thought my like anti aging regime at night was like extreme. You know, I have like a different (laughs) moisturizer, like serums, like eye cream. This guy, like. Uh, that's, that's too much. Like hyperbaric chambers or whatever he's doing. You know, can we just like, get just get a CPAP machine. Okay. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't eat normally. He eats like a bunch of pills. Oh man. I don't want to live that kind of life. Looks yeah. Crazy. I'd rather just die. I'd rather just die. Yeah. Just drop, just that's not dead. for me. I'm not into that. Also, <laughs> I find there's to be something like deeply unmasculine about it. Like, I'm sorry, but men should eat like steak and shit and not worry about all this dumb stuff. It's very effeminate. Is this a midlife crisis that he's having, or is this just philosophical? I, I, because I encountered this a lot in Silicon Valley. Like, I, I think, and Alex Kashuda, I think, has talked really movingly about this. But I, I, and I, I wrote this piece in First Things about growing up in Silicon Valley, and um, I, I think that there is a tendency for a whole variety of reasons I could get into, but will be too long. I mean, this is a truly for one. It's a very wealthy society. It's like maxed out on capitalism's rewards, right? Mm-hmm. Um, two, it's not just it's not even irreligious. It's post-religious. Like, yeah, that's the thing. That's what I think is the most central part. They sort of think of themselves as gods because they're quite powerful and yeah, like, but they so- do all stuff on computers. So they're like, <laughs> yeah, they 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 wield. So this is the problem, in my view, my, like, assessment of Silicon Valley culture and why they fall into this. Like, the only thing they have that's transcendent at all um, that could be transcendent is is essentially merging with their computers. Um, and it's a very dystopian vision yeah. for most people instinctively. But, like, for these people, it really isn't because of the – both because they're – a lot of them are artistic spurgs, but also um, – because of the background where there's just there's no not only no religious questions but there's no like Nietzschean grappling with that fact you know it's just just like the background hum of their existence is that there's nothing else um there's nothing special about humanity I find this all really dumb like I'm sorry I do think this is sort of the midwit meme like I think like people who are low down on the IQ and people who are like high in IQ, they all recognize that they ha- like that you actually have to reckon with like spiritual, like metaphysical questions. And like I think this is really like midwit behavior to just be totally like able to be taken away with this crap and not like wrestle well, with anything. You know? That's the thing. I don't know if I would call it fully midwit, but let's say high midwit. Yeah, it's upper. Yeah, it's upper <laughs> echelons of the midwit. Totally. Yeah. Elite so, midwit. Like, the legend of Silicon Valley to me is that this is like a bunch of geniuses who have a great idea no, and work through the night. No, no. And the reality of Silicon Valley, in my experience there for 20 years or whatever, um, in which I've met like a ton of people who are the, I mean, I'm not going to name names, but like a ton of people who made it good in Silicon Valley, who made billions of dollars. And my impression is not that they're like Nietzschean geniuses at all, bending the universe to their will. Um, my impression is that it's actually kind of like a, a Chinese imperial system, like a selective system, you know, and it selects for people who are, yes, they're smart. But they're not like oddball not geniuses with great ideas. They're, yeah. you know, people who are smart and dedicated and know how to do their four hours of homework a night and know how to like talk to the teacher. Um, yes. They know how to get good grades. Like that, yeah. that is actually what Silicon Valley breeds. And actually, I thought BAP had a really good, he was talking about it specifically in context of having a high like Chinese, per- Chinese percentage in, in universities. Yes. But 
I actually think we have adopted the Chinese system in many ways, like um, where they've had, you know, this thousand year system where everybody takes the bureaucratic exam and everybody studies really, really hard and like memorizes things that are probably useless. And, um, and like, it, it does demonstrate a certain level of intelligence and uh, it requires a certain level of intelligence and a certain level of dedication, but it's, it's not an it, it's not a good screening system to wield completely ridiculous oligarchic powers that Silicon Valley now wields, right? Like they're wholly unprepared. It's like they they have this bo thoroughly bourgeoisie selective system to prepare them, which it doesn't, for wielding completely aristocratic oligarchic when, powers. Yeah, when you listen to any of those billionaires talk politics, they're all so fucking dumb. Like when it comes to politics, basically quoting Pol Pot because he doesn't even yeah. know, like, have that level have no of knowledge. Idea. You know? No idea. This is the first guy who's ever thought yeah. of this year zero. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm very passionate about how much I hate Silicon Valley. Yeah, we, we got to deport them all. I don't know. Can they? I mean, we, can we, can we replace fine. them? They just need to be <laughs> like, they just, they, we just can't let them like be too out of control. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, look, I, I do it's feel fun. for... They just can't be in charge. They can't. Yeah, exactly. I do feel for that guy, uh, Brian, because, I mean, look, you know, getting older, you know, midlife crisis, aging, it's not... It sucks, okay? It sucks. So I do feel for him. But at the end of the day, you know, there's limits. There's limits to what you can do. Well, you have to at least have the humility to, like realize that you're just you are in fact going to get old and die like everyone else and it sucks but at least that level of you know uh humility one should have I actually think of anything you're not special in this forever. regard why would you want to live forever that's it sounds like a nightmare and this is like narcissism not, not it's like narcissism is the ultimate virtue you know, just like every day is about him. Mean, he's really just like a version of like Kylie Jenner. Every day is looking in the mirror. Like, okay, what can I do? What do I need to tweak today? My cheekbones, my skin, you know, and if every day is that's your whole day. I mean, what is the, what is the point? There is no point. You'll never be happy. Right. That's why I don't want to get plastic surgery. Cause I think once you start thinking about yourself as this like, renovators delight the where will it ever end it will never end you'll constantly be looking at yourself thinking oh i should get a nipper tuck here or there like no just don't even start do you, don't guys, do you guys but do you guys have in like in sydney or new york the ladies the old ladies and i mean like old like 80s in their 80s who are like plastic surgery addicts but i see them at the hair salon i go to the hair salon here in beverly hills okay yeah, because I, 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 I pay. Yeah, there's some of them in Rose Bay and Double Bay, like the Eastern Suburbs. Okay. A few. Like, there's, there's a few old. here. Yeah. And they, they, they look crazy. Like, they're, like, they've had, they, you get addicted to the face work. And so maybe at first it looked normal and I looked, oh, okay, I get it. I don't want to have wrinkles. I get it. Okay. I totally do. But they look like, I mean, it gets to a point where you look like a burn victim, you know? Yo, know, that weird feline look they get in the face. Yeah, it's. it's I, I feel bad. Imagine being eighty. I cannot imagine being eighty and giving a shit about <laughs> what my face looked like. I just, I, I feel like one of the few upsides. I mean, I. One of the few upsides of being 80 is you are just so past, forgive my French, you're so past fuckability that you don't <laughs> have to care anymore. About nice you, life. you're blessed with beautiful cheekbones, Inez. So you're gonna look great when you're 80. Trust me, you you might be you might be old no, I'm fine with it. Like I think I'm cool. aging is kind of cool, I think. Like it's fine to look older when you're older. That's cool. Uh no, I mean no. it's not fun. I, I, I don't like older, I don't like when you're I don't probably feel like old. 75, I don't 80, want to feel old. That's you know, that's what I'd be more worried about is like I don't want to I don't want like my knees to hurt. Which they right. already are starting to. <laughs> I can already tell like my energy is going to go down. Like that's you really what I'm worried about. Right. now, like resistance training now is what will save you from that. You yeah. Know, yeah. Sure. No. That's totally. But like, uh, I, I just I wrecked my knees in basketball. I played basketball my whole young life, and like mm -hmm. I have anyway. The the 
that's neither here nor there, but that's what I'm really worried about with getting old. I mean, that sucks. Like that really sucks. And yeah, like even on the vanity level, of course I would like not to have a saggier face. Like, but imagine making it 80 years on this planet and having a full life, like a family and everything. And like caring that much, what you look like when you're 80. Like, these people are boring and don't have personalities. Like truly. Yeah, like it's like, it's like an eating about? disorder. I think yeah. it's like an, an eating disorder. Yeah. You know, it is. It's like a kind of a weird little addiction. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I know that I'm extreme on this stuff, but I'm really. It really disturbs me. Um, yeah, it like the fact that everyone's starting to look the same, and then they all like that we just accept even among actresses who you would think of all people would not want to freeze their faces. Like there's no older actresses who can play a role without it looking uncanny valley and weird, basically. I mean, I'm sure there are some, but like it, it really bothers me when I anymore. who's yeah, that when I go and see. Like I'm supposed to see, like, I don't know, a 45 or 50 year old character who's on the frontier or whatever, and she looks like one of those ladies in the LA salon because her face yeah. doesn't move and it's so unnatural and it takes me out of the the movie like why would you damage if you're an actress your face is literally your instrument why would you yeah. damage your ability to to communicate emotion i just saw a picture of kira knightley who i haven't seen a picture of in a long time and she's like i mean scarily she's like in her mid-40s now or something and she's in some movie or whatever and i was looking at her i was like oh my gosh it's like her but it's like not her it's like it's her it's her face she, it's a really whatever they did is really great but it's like weirdly not her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you have to take a look at it. It's like, it's oh, not wow. just aging. You think she's had work done? Yeah, no, she looks older, but she looks like, you know, very perfect looking. There's not a single, you know, nothing on her face. So I'm sure she's had some, you know, tweaking to look, just look like Kira Knightley, like Kira Knightley in our mind. And it's weird. It's weird to see someone in their mid forties, but who's like completely face is like smooth as self, perfect. And to try to like keep that, it's just, it's a very weird um, look. I mean, she looks great. The only thing wrong with how she looks, it's just, it is like that uncanny valley. Yeah. Like this is a version of her that I don't know. Like, wait, what's going on here? Well, with Brian Johnson, it's definitely deeper than that. And I think actually with most of the women who go overboard with this stuff. And again, I think it's a very natural impulse. Like nobody wants to get old and die. If I, if I had my druthers, I could, I would stay 28 forever for sure. Um, Me too. But but like, I there is this really, and this is where the post religiosity comes in. This like complete inability to grapple with the reality of getting older and and eventually dying. Like, um, I really love the essay that Huelebeck wrote about. He wrote about the assisted suicide program, but about dignity, mm -hmm. right? And the fact that like. Actually, we're all undignified at some point. Like, we will all be horrified by ourselves at some point. That is actually part of the human condition. Well, and it's not a part that I'm, you know, looking forward to, obviously. I'm terrified of it, as though I, I think everyone probably is. But, you know, like this, this idea that you can escape that part of life. I mean, you can, but by dying young. Yeah, you come and in the world and you wear nappies and you go out of it pretty much the same way. Like, that's just how it is. Like, you're not going to be, you weren't dignified coming into the world and you're not going to be dignified leaving it. <laughs> yeah, I think they're really important. Like, I get really disturbed by this, like, a lot of this euthanasia, like, um, like killing yourself so as not to be a burden on other people type thing. Like, I actually think that, like, there's something very beautiful about actually being able to be there for other people when they're unable to take care of themselves. Like that's actually our obligation to be there for them, you know? Yeah. And on the, on the flip side, it, you know, it being a dependent that is loved. Yes, exactly. Is, yeah. is you're also transforming the person who is, tasked with taking care of you that's right. like absolutely it, it's not i don't know i i don't see it as obviously like the, the thing that's that's ugly about dependence is when people who have a choice yeah right make themselves a burden 
to others without regard for the downsides of that burden. But if you don't have a choice and somebody is willingly taking up that burden because they love you, like there is something beautiful about it, even though it's it's horrible, right? Like it's just that's what love is. That's literally yeah. what it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. All righty. I think that's about all we'll for end on. this week. Yeah. Uh righty. Okay. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you.